Good morning. I'm Sanaa and you're listening to Let's Grab Coffee on WYXR 91.7 FM. Every Monday morning, I'm joined by experts from across the country who are investigating our most pressing social issues and common curiosities. Over the next hour, you'll learn about their inspirations, motivations, and of course, what they know about the world around us. So grab that cup of coffee and get ready for a fun and insightful conversation. Happy holidays! This time of year is supposed to be merry and bright, but according to the American Psychological Association, 38% of people surveyed said their stress increased during the holiday season, and now we know that increased stress can lead to physical illness, depression, anxiety, and even substance misuse. Not only that, but a National Alliance on Mental Illness study showed that 64% of people with mental illness reported that the holidays make their conditions worse. Today, I'm joined by Dr. Justin K. Dotson of Navigating Courage Counseling and consultation to talk about how we can manage the stress of this season, stress that we ourselves might be experiencing, or even the stress that others around us might be experiencing that we may not even be aware of. Dr. Dotson is a licensed therapist who specializes in working with adult men and couples who are struggling with career, family, stress management, personal identity, relationship, and school concerns. He also specializes in working with men who are experiencing depression, anxiety, fear, or other issues that hinder their ability to live their lives the way they would like to and the way that they deserve. Good morning, Justin. Thank you so much for joining us again on the show. Yeah, good morning. It's such a pleasure to be here. As always, you are a joy and a delight to share with. So I am looking forward to today's conversation. Yes, and right back at you, you know, before we started recording this morning and jumped on the call, you know, I was just sharing with you how much I loved our previous interview, which was focusing on men's mental health and how much I just... I love listening to you. I love learning from you. And I know you have so much knowledge to share with our listeners and importantly are able to do that in a way that feels very affirming and comforting, even just through an interview. So I can imagine in your sessions when you are working with your clients one-on-one, how much of an affirming space that is. So I just feel very lucky to have you here with us this morning. Glad to be here. That's quite the compliment. Hopefully I am living up to that, Um, but I think I'm doing an okay job. Okay. Okay. I'm sure you're probably doing better than okay, but we'll start this this morning off humble. Well, it is the holiday season and I don't know about you, but this is a time of year where it's exciting. Of course, you have all the holiday music and you might maybe looking forward to seeing people you haven't seen in a while, but also I'll be honest, it can be very stressful. And I feel that stress, particularly when it comes to gift giving, um, because that is an expectation of this time of year year, but it can feel stressful if you can't meet that expectation or if you don't even want to. (laughs) Let's be honest. That is so true. You know, I was talking to somebody the other day and I was, um, someone was stressed out about just being able to buy gifts for the holiday season on top of all of their other finances. You know, a lot of bills don't stop just because it's Christmas and it takes a lot of money to decorate, to cook dinner, to please people, to buy gifts. And so I told him, I said, well, 
what if you just came up with a budget and gave all of the kids, the nieces and nephews, $50 each? Because mm -hmm. when you get to a Nintendo Switch and a game for one kid, Ooh. hundreds of dollars, and then you have the next kid and the next kid, everybody get a flat fee. <laughs> and that fit within your budget. And a lot of people don't know or realize that you can budget gift giving. You mm -hmm. can also say no to gift giving. I think my mom is a prime example where uh, she has uh, God children and every and she's retired. And so I'm always getting on her about you're retired. You you just can't do what you used to do. And that's OK. Uh, and so when it comes to gift giving, I, I always encourage people to have a boundary. Mm. let's stop trying to be hero and realize what we can do. And I'm not sure about other people, but I, there was a stretch of time where every time the holiday came, came around it, I didn't have any money. <laughs> so, <laughs> I don't know what happened. Maybe I was just mismanaging my money in my twenties. Probably as a matter of fact, I'll, yes, I was. And holidays would come around and it just wouldn't be anything. So I was sitting there thinking, okay, you need to sit down. You, you can't go here and there and do this and do that. Uh, and so it, it's okay to just sit down. <laughs> mm, it's okay. Whoo, you know what? I think, I think I needed to hear that. I know other people probably needed to hear that, that it is okay. Uh, we might feel like it's not okay, but it is in fact okay. And then I also think, you know, that's a, a message for us as well to know that if someone gives us a gift that maybe we, think should have been, I don't know, bigger, better, more expensive, that that's okay. We also need to manage our own expectations. Why are we expecting for people to go above and beyond? While at the same time, many of the people who are giving us gifts, we care about their well-being. And we would probably be very hurt to know that they are overextending themselves in order to meet this kind of cultural expectation of gift giving. Yeah, yeah. You know, first thing that comes to mind, it's really difficult to consider someone else's well-being when you're putting yours first. Mm. It, it's really difficult to, and 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 it's nothing wrong with putting your well-being first. Let me let me revamp that. It's difficult to care about someone else's well-being when you want to put your expectation of having a grand gift put first. Mm. Right. So instead of caring about, well, can can Justin really afford this? versus this is going to make me feel good if he gets me this. Mm. I think that there's a difference. And when you talked about managing expectations, we expect things from people, but they don't owe us anything. Ooh. Right? So even you have a big family. Okay. Get the kids a little something, right. but the older we get, in my opinion, some <laughs> people just, you're not getting anything. Oh. <laughs> And so I think with certain friend groups, you may choose to everybody pick a name and we do gift exchange mm -hmm. or with certain families, we do a gift exchange or we do a dirty Santa. And so I think that there are ways to minimize the gift giving and also make it fun. And then even say, even in coupleship, all right, let's, let's talk Christmas this year. What are we expecting? Let's Ooh. do one gift a piece. Let's do two gifts. Let's actually do one gift and put some towards savings. Uh, and so I think that there are multiple ways to get creative and play around with gift giving. And maybe if I have a big family and everybody lives in one household, maybe I buy one thing for the house opposed to 
all of these small things that stress me out trying to get because I'm trying to work ahead for that person's expectation. And that gets us in a funk. Then we don't have money to <laughs> and that doesn't make sense. Right. Absolutely. You know, Justin, I feel like you just got in all our business. <laughs> <laughs> with the gift giving. I got it in my business. Well, I mean, <laughs> especially when you talked about coupleship and that can be a very tricky area to navigate, particularly for folks who are just dating. They're still in that phase mm -hmm. of like, what are we? Now you have this holiday and you're like, well, what am I supposed to do? <laughs> because I like you, but I don't want this to be the thing that kind of breaks down our communication or our interest in each other. So, whoo, see, you're getting in everybody's business this holiday season. It is not merry and bright. <laughs> yeah, but you know, <laughs> but you know, I think that you said something so great right there in terms of, I don't want this to break down our communication or what we have. And this is the exact time to start enhancing that. So let's just have a conversation around what do we expect? Because you know how you see movies and one person will get something and then the other person didn't. And then we're thrown off when we could have just talked about, all right, let's 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 do something small, nothing big, just something to say, I'm thinking about you. I acknowledge this relationship. This is a token of my acknowledgement and gratitude of this and it could be something sentimental it could be something from a first date it could be something that you've paid attention to that that person wants mm -hmm. it can also be something towards something they want right so let's say that I want a camera well maybe I can't buy you a $600 camera but I can give you $50 toward that camera and we start your savings fund toward that thing mm -hmm. uh, so you know something small but it means a lot because it shows that you're thinking about them. So there's a way to get creative and also manage expectations for yourself and other people. Oh, I like that. I like that. Well, you know, we we dive right into the deep end talking about yeah. gift giving. <laughs> but I know there are a lot of things that this holiday season will bring up for folks that are stressors. Um, I'm thinking about, you know, I, I know a lot of folks have um, lost loved ones. And I know this might be the first holiday or even the second or third holiday, but you're still feeling that grief. Um, of course, all these expectations to finish the year strong and to complete your entire to do list that you've been avoiding this this year but we're going to get it done in these last few days yeah. or even just thinking about all these extra social gatherings that they're again that expectation to, to be social so I'm wondering for you you know what are some of the the main stressors that you see during this holiday season and maybe how can we be thinking about them differently or what can we do to be proactive about not getting overwhelmed and not having that stress take over for sure. I think that some major stressors that I see is being around family. Mm. <laughs> that means I'm married and I don't want to be around my in-laws or I don't want to be around my own family because I, I expect Uncle Joe is going to say something crazy or Aunt Laverne is going to do something silly. And so I think that those are stressors that I see often with people. One thing that I would say in response to that is don't stray away from how you manage to take care of yourself every other day of the year, mm. right? So if if getting my hair cut, going to the gym, taking a nap, meal prepping, 
buying myself something, if those are things that I have done on a regular basis to take care of myself, if anything, I need to up the ante on that so I can manage the way that I feel. Mm. Uh, so I think, you know, with things getting busy and holiday parties, which are exhausting <laughs> and got to be here, got to be there. We just say, oh, well, the holiday times are around and things fell off the plate. Mm-hmm. When in reality, they don't really have to, they may just shift, but they don't have to fall off. And the priority is always going to be taking care of yourself. And then everything else can fit around that. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I would say don't stray away from how you've managed to care for yourself for the rest of the year, uh, because then you'll be feeling stuck and mm-hmm. looking crazy sitting in a corner somewhere wondering what happened well you stopped going to the gym you stopped doing meal prep you stopped you didn't go to the barbershop on Thursdays when you usually do Mm -hmm. you didn't hang out with your friends and and so when we get away from that we feel that our body feels that that change in routine Mm -hmm. and even though there's nothing wrong with a change in routine when we neglect ourselves then that's when I think we feel the heaviness of that Mm, I love that you bringing that reminder, right? That you've had all these other ways throughout the year that you have been caring for yourself, being attuned to your needs and to use those same strategies during this time, even though there are some big changes potentially to our routines. So I think even that reframe of thinking like, here's the opportunity for me to really continue to put into practice all these great strategies that I've already implemented. Um, And I like that because I like a, a good positive challenge (laughs) Um, where you can show yourself like, no, I can do this. I know how to take care of myself. I know how to check in with myself and I'm not going to let, you know, uncle Joe trap me in that, you know, highly (laughs) political conversation. Right. Trying to corner me about what you're doing, how many girls you got, what that job paying, you know, and, and family does that family can be so wonderful and also be very stressful mm-hmm. and that's family I think is the perfect example of two things can coexist together where family <laughs> can bring us so much joy and and comfort and they can also stress you the they can stress you out <laughs> and make you not want to be around them um and so I think that it's really important for people to let's say that you know Christmas is I got to go to my family's house Mm-hmm. And I start to feel this anxiety or this this overwhelming feeling. It's really important that we identify what the feeling is. Okay, mm-hmm. I'm feeling I'm feeling anxious. What is that anxiety telling me? Is mm-hmm. it telling me that you're fearful of someone saying something? You feel insecure about what it is you haven't done, and you know that Aunt Laverne's going to ask about it. So truly identify that feeling. And I and ask yourself, what is it trying to tell you? And then if you need to lie, Dr. Raquel Martin said it the best on one of her posts, lie if you have to. Get out of it. Say, I don't feel well today. I don't want to come. And, and when she said that, it was genius, but so simple because we have this obligation to be around family at the holidays when sometimes you may want to rest. Mm-hmm. You may want to rest. You may want to just be around your friends that have become family. You may want to catch up on Netflix shows that you, you've heard about. Maybe the, these are the only couple of days you have off work. So you mm-hmm. want to be intentional about how you use them. Uh, and so the other thing is limit your time. You know, I know some families do these marathon days where we're, we're here all day. 
day in Ooh. and day out. When you don't have to pull a shift with family, you can you can do a half a day. <laughs> you can go in for a couple of hours and then retreat and go do something else. So that way you have that balance of I'm showing face, I'm meeting the expectation, but I'm not overly committing myself or exhausting myself to be in this space that brings me anxiety or bring me stress. Mm. Dr. Dotson told you that you can lie to your family. So lie there you go. <laughs> so there you go, people. Uh, no, it reminds me of this quote, you know, the truth is good, but sometimes a lie is better. Um, because sometimes, you know, your family is not going to be receptive to you saying like, I just need a few mm -hmm. hours to myself. I can't do the all day thing. I love you all. They're yeah. not going to accept that. That is going to hurt their feelings. But if you say, you know, I wasn't feeling well this morning, so I couldn't be there at breakfast, but you know, I'll see you, you know, for dinner or whatever it is. Yeah. 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 And you know, if, if there anything like people I know, if you do lead with honesty, so I am an advocate for leading with honesty, but I also recognize that some cases, like you said, that may just open up another can of worms. Mm -hmm. So I may not be able to tell my family, I feel anxious when I come around you all, right? Because I'm not ready to have that conversation. Y'all are not ready to have that conversation. I don't right. even know what that would look like, but I can say, hey, I need some time to take care of some things. I'm not feeling well. I have another obligation. That obligation may be denting your sofa. Yes. <laughs> that obligation may be laying down for an extra hour. They don't know, and it's not their business, but <laughs> that that is a way to create a boundary. Uh, a few weeks ago, I posted something. I said, boundaries protect me and teach you, mm. right? So if I am creating a boundary, I'm going to protect myself with that. And it's also going to hopefully teach you how to treat me and teach you that, okay, Justin, Justin won't be here until two o'clock, and that's okay. Yeah. Uh, and I think it always ends with, it's okay. It's not the end of the world. Just because something isn't going the way we think it should, mm -hmm. it doesn't mean that it's doomsday. It just <laughs> means that it won't look the same way. And, and is that the end of the world? No, it's okay. Yeah, that is okay. It's okay. I I love that. You know, and, and and to your point, you know, yeah, I wasn't feeling well this morning because I was thinking about having to spend all my time with family. Right. <laughs> because I created these that. scenarios in my head and that created a feeling and that made me feel low. So yeah, you're right. That's leading <laughs> with honesty. I didn't feel good. <laughs> exactly. I just don't have to know the reason. Uh no, I love that. Identify your feelings, naming those feelings. I think there's so much power in naming what the feeling is um in that way you can say okay now what information is this feeling giving me and is there something I, I can do about it do I just need to sit with it how can mm -hmm. I manage my own expectations how can I make choices um, that are both supportive of me but also maintain the relationships which are also important so yeah. I love that well let's take a quick break you're listening to let's grab coffee on WYXR 91.7 FM I'm Sanaa and we're here on WYXR 91.7 FM. This is Let's Grab Coffee. And this morning, we're talking to Dr. Justin K. Dotson of Navigating Courage, Counseling, and Consultation. Now, Justin, before the break, we were talking about one of, one of the main stressors of this holiday season, which is family. And you gave us a lot of great strategies for kind of managing our own emotions and, and managing the expectations of others as well. I know when it comes to family, I will be honest, 
I, I have those feelings of anxiety because you you assume that your family might, you know, do that same thing they do every Christmas or say that thing or ask those same questions. And for me, it comes a lot around um, politics. Like, I don't want to get into any type of current events, conversations with yeah. my family. So I'm wondering how can we maneuver around these conversations, avoid them? Like what is the best way to handle that? Ooh, yeah, yeah, yeah. That is really good. I think that allowing your personality to work for you in those cases is probably the best way. So mm -hmm. what may work for me may not work for you. Right. So you have options. I think you have options in everything you do. That could be saying, you know, I really don't want to talk about that. Let's not get into that. We're here for fun, family. Let's just focus on that. That's one option. It allows you to be non-confrontational or problematic, but direct. I think you also can say, look, and this is my approach. I have jokes and, and <laughs> I want to eat. That's what I have today. I don't have politics talk. I don't have the, the debate between male, female, black, white, Republican. I don't have that. Mm -hmm. I have jokes and I want to eat and I'm I'm out of here. And I think that that allows you to also be direct, but then use humor. And then sometimes you can just smile and walk away, right? So that may feel better to somebody. Just do what works for you, but try not to get pinned in somewhere. So if you are somewhere with somebody, have a code word, whether that's your favorite cousin or your spouse or a friend that you brought along have a, a code word. It's like, you need to save me, get me out of this corner, have somebody, you know, help, help. <laughs> and, and, you know, you have that where you can be playful, but yet have somebody as a wingman to get you out of something. Mm -hmm. And then, you know, you see a lot on social media where people are firing back at families. Oh, you still single? Well, you ain't had a man. And, you know, right. that may work for some people in some dynamics. And then that also may be problematic and cause some conflict that you're not ready to have. Now, if you can get away with that mm -hmm. and your family can receive that and you can dish it by all means. But the bigger picture here is do what works for your personality mm -hmm. and know that you have options. I don't have to be here and be stuck and uncomfortable for hours on end. Mm -hmm. Yes, I love that. You have options. I don't want anyone to feel like they're, you know, they don't have any way to kind of maneuver the situation. Um, and I also like that idea of, you know, lean on your own strengths, right? Like, what is your personality? Kind of how do you handle maybe difficult conversations or even conflict kind of in your in your daily life? And you can use some of those same practices here. I think sometimes it gets tricky when you bring um age and relationship into the picture where it mm -hmm. is like that, you know, grandma, grandpa, you know, like a, a, a an older family member. And then sometimes yeah. I think at least for me, I can feel like there's a level of, of respect or deference that I'm supposed to have um, mm -hmm. versus saying maybe what's really on my mind. Right. Right. And, and then in that case, you can respectfully say, you know, it didn't work out mm -hmm. or that's not something I feel comfortable talking about today. Mm. Or why is that important to you? Would you still love me the same? Even if, if that relationship still wasn't here, would you would you still love me the same if I wasn't doing what you thought I should? And so you can respond to people with respect, but also, you know, if you need to deflect, deflect. 
this is all about taking care of yourself. And that's going to look differently for everybody. But older generations, you're right. A lot of people will impose what they think is best onto you. And that is law. Mm. And that is not right at all. Also, we're not 15 anymore. Okay. <laughs> right. So, all right. Now I, I hold down a job. I hold down my, my, my own business and my stuff. I'm not 15 and, and that shaky kid anymore. So I, 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 by saying that, I'm really hoping that people show up with their present selves and not their 13 or 15 year old self who was scared and easily manipulated and didn't have a voice. So finding your voice is really important. Also recognize that takes time. Yeah. Using your personality and, and, and using your strengths. I think that that is a really great way to handle things. And sometimes just saying, hey, I don't really want to talk about that. Mm -hmm. But older people, they will, they will get you. They really will. Re <laughs> religious people and older people. I'm just going to whisper that and then we get <laughs> done. But uh, <laughs> it will, it will tear you down low. And that is not, we're talking about holiday cheer. <laughs> yes, we need the cheer. Oh my goodness. You know, I, thank you so much for even giving language, right? You said, I'm not comfortable talking about that today, or I don't want to talk about that today, you know, or why is this important to you? Those are all phrasing that we can use, we can practice. And then when, you know, Uncle Joe, Aunt Laverne come try to roll up on us, we can say, hold up, you know, I don't want to talk about that today. You know, we can and and, and leave it at that. Right. Um, <laughs> I see you coming in hot. Right. I, I gotta go, I'm going to go get to these sweet potatoes. You hear they're almost gone. I got to I got to move and shake and get out of there <laughs> yes and get out of there yes I, I I like that I'm gonna put I might have to put some of these strategies into practice immediately but see thank you for giving us this language and it doesn't have to be I know I gave the example of politics because that's very sensitive in my family uh, but for other folks it could be those questions about why aren't you married where are the kids you know all those same things why are you still working at that job or you know all the questions that our family loves to, to ask us for some reason and um, they are choosing violence all the time. It is not, it's not even us. Yes. Yeah. Not trying to fight today with you. Right. Not today. Yeah. Uh, maybe in the new year. No, I'm just kidding. Um, okay. So I know we talked about family and, and all these uncomfortable conversations, but I also know that for some people, family is looking different this year. Maybe they've lost a loved one. Um, and so trying to navigate all of these traditions, you know, the holidays, all these memories, and realizing that this person is not here. And I'm wondering, um, for folks who are experiencing that, you know, they themselves, what are some things that we could do, or even for those of us who know, maybe friends of ours are experiencing that loss, you know, what are some things that we can do to be sensitive and supportive in this season? Yeah. I think that's a really great question, and that really does show you the range of how people can experience the holidays and or family. I think it's 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 helpful for people to know that you can create your own traditions. Um, mm -hmm. So if something doesn't work for you anymore or it doesn't feel the same because that person that was the glue for the family is no longer here and now we're feeling strange around, do we do we go to the family house? Do we have this holiday? Who cooks? Creating your own traditions. And I know one thing in, in my family that I've seen is the 
the as time passes and the generations are changing, that 70-year-old aunt may not be able to handle the holiday by herself anymore. So yeah. we may still have it at her house, but maybe everybody else just brings something and then we gather that way because times are changing and the people that we were used to doing certain things just may not have the capacity or the wherewithal to do that anymore. And so acknowledging that and and becoming adults, I know one of my friends, he said, all right, yeah, my cousin and I, we took on Thanksgiving this year, or we're going to do Christmas this year. And maybe we don't do the traditional food. Maybe we do a barbecue. Maybe we do a crab boil. Maybe we do a fish fry. And so getting outside of the norm, creating new traditions, having different people take on different roles is really important. And then also finding a way to honor the people or the things that you have lost, right? Because even when we talk about loss and grief, it comes in different forms. It comes in the form of death. It comes in the form of moving somewhere or not having the same access to people that that made the holiday for you. And so creating new environments that feel good to you, that are helpful, that aren't hurtful to you or anyone else, I think is really important too. So again, we have options of how we choose to celebrate the holiday while also honoring people in things that may no longer be with us. Mm, I like that a lot. Thank you. Because I know, you know, so many of us have lost someone, you know, over these last couple years in particular, um, and still trying to figure out what, what does the holiday look like, you know, let alone what does daily life look like, you know, without this person, but particularly in a time that is so focused on family, 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 spending time with loved ones, it can kind of, I think, bring that kind of amp that grief up a little bit because of all these, again, expectations um, that you're supposed to be with your family. And it's supposed to be, you know, a happy time when you might not be feeling very happy at all. Yeah. And I may be the, you know, if I know that you have something that may feel sad to you because this is a day, maybe this is the anniversary of somebody, or maybe this is the first time that I'm experiencing this holiday without, take it upon yourself to, to reach out to that person that day and just say, hey, what would be most helpful for you today? Mm. How, how can I put some cheer in your face? And then it also could be, all right, get up, get dressed. This is what we're going to do. I'm coming over. I'm bringing... First thing that came to my mind was casserole. I don't don't bring <laughs> casserole. Uh, <laughs> you know, people people really love a casserole, but uh, anyway, that's neither here nor there. Bring something that feels good to them. Maybe it is that string bean casserole. I don't know. <laughs> uh, but <laughs> bring a, a dish or some food or a dessert or a treat. Uh, mm -hmm. that that feels really good to them and maybe that means you stock up on their favorite thing before the holiday because things are going to be closed yeah. uh, and creating a plan or setting the expectation of okay come come Thursday we're going to do x y and z so they've been able to mentally prepare to be social because mm -hmm. it may be that cousin or that friend that doesn't want to get out of the house and that's okay so that means maybe I'll come to you uh, and so Again, we have options, but sometimes taking it upon ourselves to be that person to say, you know what, I, I think that Justin may be feeling low today. Let me do something or let me see how I can be available to him, even if that means inviting him somewhere, coming over, 
sending him a podcast to listen to, sending him this podcast mm-hmm. interview to listen to, um, to say, hey, check this out. I think it may help you. There are resources. Mm-hmm. Okay. I like that. Again, options. I see recurring thing. There are options here as well for showing up for people. And what we've learned is that Justin wants that string bean casserole. So if you think he's going through it, <laughs> show up at his house with the casserole. He will feel much better. Do not show up to my, if you show up to my house with the casserole, you came to, you wanted violence that day. <laughs> You, you wanted violence and you could have just said that you could have just said y'all want to fight you didn't have to bring this casserole with french onions on top of it <laughs> but you know maybe maybe you need to fight you need to get that energy out of your body you oh, need to move maybe so. <laughs> okay no casseroles <laughs> um but still doing the things that are, are comforting um and maybe could bring some laughter to that person you know I'm even thinking about over Thanksgiving um one of my best friends um he was like hey what are you doing for Thanksgiving you know just wanting to make sure that you know you're going to be doing something or with someone because he knows that my relationship with my family it can be a little rocky you know from time to time and that just meant so much to me that he was checking in and also that I knew that if I would have said like oh I'm not doing anything that he would have been like no <laughs> you're going to come over to my family's house. Like, I'm not going to have you sitting at home alone. You know what I mean? So I just yeah. thought that was just so meaningful. Just someone reaching out. Mm-hmm. And then it's it's even, so I think that's a perfect example or people that you may work with that you know aren't from the area and they can't be with their family either because they have to work on the holiday or they just can't get back anywhere else. And just say like a friend of mine, she's from Charlotte, some some somewhere in North Carolina <laughs> and I just said hey are you going to be doing anything for the holiday you're always welcome to come over here and you know she had some other options but just to know was thinking about you you have somewhere to come if you want to just putting it out there no pressure but at least giving somebody the option um, so that could be a co-worker that could be a friend that just may not have people here it could be somebody that I don't want to connect with my family today or I'm not invited to come connect with my family today. So what does the day look like? Mm -hmm. Yes. And, you know, it made me think too, I know one thing that I often hear people who have lost a loved one say is like, people forget, you know, maybe you've lost a loved one, you know, a few months ago. And in those immediate days or weeks, people are kind of checking in on you, you know, bringing the casserole or inviting you out or whatever it is. But then by the time several months later, that the holidays, you know, roll around, people have kind of forgotten about you a little bit. And so just that, you know, reaching out, text, phone call, whatever it is, I think it it does go a long way. For sure. And No one can tell you how long you should grieve. No one, no one can tell you, oh, you need to get over that. It's time to move on. Because that is something that's reoccurring in the grief work that I do with people that for maybe a month, people are checking in, present, surrounding you. And then you're right, as time fades, the support fades. Mm -hmm. And as the support fades, I have to live more in a reality of what this is going to look like without as many people around and supporting me. 
Mm-hmm. And, and understanding that my grief period, no matter what I'm grieving, no matter if that's a change in job or a loss of an income or a loss of a relationship or a person that can look differently for everybody. My rule of thumb when I lose or when, no, when I was going through my dissertation process and I get bad feedback, I know this is a different type of example, but I would give myself a certain number of days to say, all right, get over it. (laughs) And then other times I would just have to sit with, okay, this feels really bad. Mm -hmm. You know, so my father passed when I was a kid and even 24 years later, I still feel this feeling of, dang, I wonder what it would be like if he were here. I wonder how I would be different if if he were here. And so I get to have those thoughts and those feelings. I Those are mine. Those aren't other people's. So I think that giving people the space to feel how they feel is, is the best way to respect somebody and not imposing what you think is best for them because you don't know what's best for them because you didn't ask. Ooh, because you didn't ask. I think that is so key as well, because we can often assume what people want or need, not just in this season, but throughout the year, but asking people, you know, what is it that you need? How can I show up for you? Uh, I think it is, is really important. And, you know, what you said about, you know, losing your father at a young age, but still even now, decades later, you know, having these moments of sadness or grief. Absolutely. Because I lost my mom as a child. And even now there are moments where I'm completely, you know, surprised by the grief that I feel in thinking about, wow, what would it be like to have my mother here? Or not even that, the sadness of my mom isn't here when I'm, you know, experiencing this great news or experiencing something, you know, super sad or just milestones in my life. And you you know, sometimes it is unexpected the way grief shows up and we just have to hold space for it. Yeah, absolutely. Honor it, let it let it sit and figure out what you want to do with it is really important. Mm-hmm. Yes, again, back to identifying those emotions, creating space for them. And then what are these emotions telling me? What information are they giving me? And what maybe what are the next steps after that? Well, let's take another quick break. You're listening to Let's Grab Coffee on WYXR 91.7 FM. I'm Sanaa, and this is Let's Grab Coffee on WYXR 91.7 FM. This morning, we are talking with Dr. Justin K. Dodson of Navigating Courage Counseling and Consultation. And we've been talking about the holidays and some of the stressors that the holidays bring and some strategies that we can put into place to manage our own stress, but also to be cognizant of what those around us might be dealing with this holiday season as well. Now, one big thing that I see at this time of year is all of these pushes to finish the year strong. And in this case, people mean you have to finish that to-do list. You have to finish out those yearly goals. You have to finish the year feeling like a winner. (laughs) Um, And I I feel like, oh, I'm just stressed even thinking (laughs) about trying to do more at the end of the year. Um, Tell me, Justin, what are your thoughts about finish the year strong? What what should we be thinking about? Should we be finishing the year strong? What should we be doing in these last, you know, few days and weeks? You know, let's just finish the year. (laughs) Do we qualify if if it's quote unquote strong or not? I was thinking about 
all the things that I need that I would like to do and that I need to get done in order to strategically execute my plan for 2023. Mm-hmm. And I got overwhelmed. Yeah, I really, I was sitting at my kitchen table maybe last week and I got overwhelmed when I was looking at my to-do list and considering all the things I needed to do. So I ended up blocking off my calendar for the last week so I can take some rest and, and handle some things. But also acceptance is a really thing, a really big thing that comes up for me right now. So, you know, everybody works in different spaces. So that means maybe I have this push from my boss or the expectation of a project that I'm on to meet this yearly budget or this goal. Maybe personally, I wanted to have lost so many pounds or had been in the gym for so many days a week, or I wanted a boo this year, or I wanted to buy something for myself. And accepting that, okay, is it realistic for this thing to happen? Where did this expectation come from? Am I creating this in my mind and holding myself to this? Is someone else placing this expectation on me? And am I going to kill myself or hurt myself by making sure that this happens? Mm -hmm. So I think sometimes we run ourselves so ragged and so low that we're trying to meet something that doesn't even have to be met. Mm. So finishing the year strong may look different for everybody. For me, that'll be sitting down, resting, and choosing blocks of the day on that last day of the week, um, the last week of the month, I'm sorry, to handle some things. Mm. Great. Some things may roll over in 2023. I'm okay with that. So maybe identify what it is. All right, I have to absolutely do this by this date. So how do I make the best use of the time that I have? And right, so you're a taskmaster. You know about making those lists and checking Mm -hmm. things off. And then I think the next step is acceptance around, okay, if this doesn't happen, what's the worst thing that could happen? And usually the answer to that question is not much. (laughs) I may be disappointed or my feelings may be hurt, but usually nothing major changes. Uh, And so you still get that next day. Even sometimes I'll be getting ready and I could squeeze in a ride on the Peloton or I could do this. And then I have to come back to myself and say, okay, that's not the best use of your time. Mm -hmm. Don't feel so rushed to make sure you do everything. So I think finishing the year strong looks different for everybody. Be realistic about what you can do. Employers, be realistic about what can be done. Because, you know, even from a leadership standpoint, I think that a lot of the anxiety that bosses or employers put on their employees are really coming top down. So somebody's in their ear and then they give you that anxiety and these things to do. So now I'm absorbing this as my own when in reality this isn't even realistic to do. You're not even doing this work. I'm the one doing this work. You're just holding me to it. So on one hand, I understand from a structural standpoint, that's how people operate. And then from a humanistic standpoint, that's that's not always nice and kind to people because just like you want to be at home for the holidays and sharing time with your your people or by yourself, so does your employee. Mm -hmm. I I think that we have to give space and and be realistic and supportive to people around this time because you never know what it could bring for people. Mm -hmm. What I'm hearing and you saying that is we want to lessen the stress for ourselves. So why have we put these unrealistic expectations on ourselves? But also 
lessen the stress for others, particularly for those of us who are in positions of leadership. We can actually make a difference in our team members' lives or in the folks who are working with us um, in their lives by not having all of these unrealistic expectations on them or even taking some things off of their plate. Like it is okay. We don't have to finish the year strong. Like you said, we just need to finish the year. If we could just be here (laughs) through the end of the year, that is major. Exactly. And and sometimes we don't um, see that, you know, you have all these influencers that are yelling at you every time you open up your app about what you should be doing, what you should have done and, and get off your butt, which I get that that can be motivating. But also maybe that doesn't work for everybody. Mm-hmm. And you feel strong about that. You feel intense about that. Maybe I don't feel the same way. Mm-hmm. Uh, just like therapy. I am a therapist and I'm an advocate for it, but also recognize that it's not going to work unless people are ready. So I can't be yelling at you about doing something when that just may not be your role to tell right now or ever. Uh, And so do what's best for you, do what works, because if you don't, that's how we end up unhappy. That's how we end up miserable trying to please other people. And then sometimes even when we when we do get stressed and we're we're trying to make everything work we have to realize and ask ourselves where is this coming from is is this me trying to please people so they will like me is this trying is this me trying to to please someone so that i don't make them angry you know we are some master people pleasers and i and i put that on everybody i put that on myself as well to a certain degree we are working to please other people no matter if it's a client or or a boss or a friend and sometimes that can be really overwhelming if we're not taking care of ourselves while also meeting expectations mm, yes you know as we've been talking i'm just thinking again expectations expectations where are these expectations coming from are they expectations that are helpful um or are they expectations that you know are bringing us more harm as we try to to meet them oftentimes unrealistic expectations so i think that's really key to keep in mind and then also this idea of you know, it's okay. We can like, it's okay. It is okay. (laughs) If we don't meet certain expectations, it is okay. And really what I'm hearing is we just need to kind of to relax for the, for the rest of the year. Yeah. Yeah. Relax, do some deep breathing, sit down, watch something, eat something, be around people. If that gives you energy, restrict being around people. If that, if that helps you to some degree, not isolation, Mm -hmm. uh, but it's okay to create boundaries. Like last night I was offered to go somewhere. I'm good. <laughs> I'm good. I, I'm actually about to lay it down, you know, and it was a, it was a, it was a strong 930 and I was feeling really good about that. And by the time 945 hit, I said, I am exactly where I need to be in the bed safe. That's where you're safe. <laughs> Under, put me underneath this bed. And so, and, and I was good with that. And I didn't feel the need to be out and to be seen and to be, spending money that I need tomorrow (laughs) so it's cool just to to relax um you know I'm not saying get get fired or do anything wrong Mm -hmm. but can you relax some so that you can put the rocks where they belong and take a moment to step back and say all right what am I really looking at here what's realistic what do I want to do what feels good and can I delegate this? Can I put this off on someone else? And then what can wait until 2023? 
Mm, yes. What can wait until 2023? I think a lot of things can wait until the new year and that is perfectly okay. Now you mentioned, you know, being at home, saying no to that, that great invitation to get out and be social. One thing during this time of year, it seems like everyone has to get together. Your job has all these different holiday parties. Every organization that you're a part of is having some sort of get together. Friends that you haven't seen since, you know, last holiday are, are having, you know, a get together. How can we make choices about what we're going to go to, what we're going to say no to, and then how to say no um, while still feeling like we're connected, right? That we're not saying no to the relationship, to the friendship, whatever type of relationship it is, but that, you know, hey, I just can't, I can't do one more happy hour. I can't do yeah, it. Yeah, yeah. Look at that budget <laughs> and figure out what you can realistically do. So if I have $200 on entertainment this month mm-hmm. and I have $20 left, maybe I cannot go to that happy hour. Maybe I can't go to this party. So regretfully, hey, my schedule didn't work out the way that I wanted it to or that I thought it would, so I won't be able to come. Um, A friend of mine, she's an interior designer, and she was saying, oh, they wanted money, so I can't. So Right? So it's a a donation party. Can't do it. So regretfully, won't be able to make it. A schedule won't allow. We're not feeling well. So again, life, you have to, but (laughs) you you have options. And so a lot of people we haven't created a budget around this time. Everybody wants to do a a game. Everybody wants you to buy something. Everybody wants you to bring something. Mm -hmm. And looking at that social calendar, okay, what would be exhausting for me to go to? What can I afford to go to? What do I want to go to? Are all good questions to ask ourselves uh, and prioritize. All right, I need to show face at this work event because Mm -hmm. I just need to. Right. I need to go to this family gathering because it's going to make me feel really good to be around these people. I need to go to this event because I haven't seen my classmates in 10 years. Okay. Everything else is just something that I can do, but I don't have to. Mm -hmm. So I think that those are, those are really important things to pay attention to. One event may be in Lakeland and the other may be downtown. (laughs) Not, nope. Mm -mm. Not about to drive out of town in one day. To, to do this. So also recognizing that it just may not be feasible to do it all in one day and to tell and be honest with people or to lot of them, you know, mm. I, you know do, do something, do what you got to do. The bigger picture here. Yes. Yeah. I like those questions though that you share, just thinking about, all right, what is it that I need to do? And then again, thinking about what is what qualifies as a need? Um, what is it something that I just want to do that might be fun? What can I afford? Hello. Yes, that is so yeah. important. Um, how is this going to make me feel? Am I going to feel stressed? Am I going to feel bad about myself? Or am I going to feel, you know, joyful? Am I going to feel, you know, supported? Am I going to feel excited and have a, a really good time here? And then again, that actual time commitment um, as well, factoring all that in. So I think these are a lot of great ways to think about, all right, am I, yes or no, am I going to this holiday event? Here's how I'm making these decisions. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. And stand 10 toes down in the decision that you make. If if I'm going to regret this, okay, let me, let me reevaluate it. If I'm completely fine with, without doing that, let me let that be one less thing that I worry about or put on my list. 
And then we prioritize from there. So looking at a budget, looking at a priority list, looking at what's realistic, looking at proximity of these things. Do I feel more comfortable going with somebody or would I be alone? Does that make a difference? Mm -hmm. um, expecting me to be there. What's my expectation of myself in that space? All really important. If I really want to drink, is this really so far away? Will I be able to make that work? So being safe as well is something to consider because um, mm -hmm. maybe I won't be able to go to Arlington again. Arlington, Lakeland, you know, for me, those places are far. <laughs> <laughs> so I won't be able to, I may just have a two drink minimum and then I won't be able to shake it down with everybody because I have to get back to this 40 minute drive that I have across town. Mm -hmm. yeah. yeah. Yes. All good things to consider as we're making these decisions about what to do during this holiday season. Now, I know we've talked a lot about the stressors, but I'm also wondering during this season, what are some things that bring you joy and maybe mm -hmm. some things that in general, we could be thinking about as joyful and enjoyable experiences versus, I know, all the stress of this time. Yeah. Ooh. You know, I think, so for me, with this being the end of the first year I've been in entrepreneurship full-time, mm -hmm. something that I, I foresee myself or I foresee bringing me joy is strategically planning for next year, mm -hmm. getting some rest and blocking off my calendar. Um, I'm a big, I grew up with rest on holidays, so we really weren't the jump from house to house family on the holidays, so we were like a one or two minimum, and then we were at the house, and so I still enjoy that for myself. Those things go good. I have a couple of things on my calendar in terms of being at, but other than that, I don't try to overdo it, so that feels really good to me, eating in a way that I probably haven't had all year is is really cool and doing things like this and sharing with you so we can share with other people that also feels good um and so I think all of those things the combination of combination of those feel good to me mm. yeah I like that because as I was listening to what you said, you know, none of those things were things that required a lot of money. None of those were things that required, you know, really a lot of time or a lot of um, over, you're not overextending yourself. Um, mm -hmm. And it also, what I heard was you really checking in with yourself. Um, and I love that. So we think about this time of year, one of having to, you know, have all this, this joy, right? Almost like it's mandated that you are, are joyful and you're having a good time. Right. But also thinking about um, how you said it, you know, I, that what brings you joy is, is planning, planning for success, checking in how, how was this year of business? What am I looking forward to in the next year? Rest, I think so important. And then you did say spending time with loved ones, but not overextending yourself, right? Not feeling as if you have to spend every day or every weekend, you know, or all day or, you know, extended period of time with loved ones, but still enjoying their company. Um, so it seemed, it sounded very balanced, which I think balance can bring us a lot of joy as well. Yeah, it really can. Even, and even when you say that, I, I am not a big drinker. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so I know that holiday time, holiday parties, holiday, holiday gatherings are usually involving a lot. Of, and I don't like to feel really dry 
and 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 not well the next day and so mm-hmm. also balancing my intake of of drinks in these social settings is really important to me because I know how it makes me feel the next day so mm-hmm. I think that's a, I think the bigger picture there is balancing or recognizing what it is you're exposing yourself to one day and knowing the effects of what that's going to look like the next day mm, yeah whether so- that's spending money or food or alcohol or being around certain people, right? So every time I'm around this person, I feel really icky the next day. Why is that? Let me see if I can limit myself. So paying attention to patterns. Mm -hmm. And I don't know about anybody else, but the older I get, these drinks ain't. (laughs) (laughs) Something about that next day just does not, (laughs) it ain't right. managing managing that in a way that all right I can still enjoy this I can still do this thing but then the next day I don't have to feel bad and then also I was said this a while ago let's say that I am at a social gathering a happy hour or something like that and I do have that twenty dollars left in my budget instead of looking like I fit or looking like I have the money let me just get a refill on cranberry juice (laughs) and so that way I'm still in the mix Mm-hmm. But I'm not spending $12 on this mixed drink, but I'm spending 2 or $3 on this cranberry. And, mm-hmm. and I think that that's a way to mix it up with staying in budget and not looking like you just need to do something. Mm-hmm. And if you have something at home, do a little pregame or whatever you want to do at home and then get your juice. So mm-hmm. that way, because and I think for people, it feels more confident if I have something in my hand. Yeah when I'm in these settings and I get that it makes sense but then also is this card going to approve is this receipt gonna come back to me and somebody (laughs) so okay let's let's be again realistic about what it is we can do is really important (laughs) Uh, I love that yes let's be realistic and let's let this time of year be the time where we continue all of these self-care practices where we continue all of the strategies that we've already put in place that help us feel safe secure and supported we don't have to overextend ourselves during the holiday season we can continue with that great balance as well so I love it well Justin thank you so much for being here with us this morning as always absolutely loved having you on and thank you for everything that you shared with us this morning. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. It's been so fun. So fun. Yes. I love any time that I can have Dr. Justin K. Dotson on the show and you can see why, what an informative and fun conversation. Dr. Dotson is the owner of Navigating Courage Counseling and Consultation. And I just think at this time of year, it was so important to have these reminders that, hey, it is okay if we don't meet all of these unrealistic expectations of the season. It is okay for us to continue to put those strategies of caring for ourselves into practice. And it's okay if this time of year looks differently. That is okay. So I love those reminders. I don't know about you, but I needed those reminders for myself as well, because sometimes this season can push us to do things that we don't really want to do, can push us to engage in some activities or habits that maybe aren't the most supportive 
of. Um, so don't let this season make us do some things that we don't want to do, some things that are, are harmful or hurtful, but instead we can make the season what it needs to be. Well, thank you all for joining us this morning. This has been Let's Grab Coffee on WYXR 91.7 FM. And maybe you do want to send this show to someone else. You can catch the replay on WYXR.org or subscribe to Let's Grab Coffee wherever you stream podcasts. I think this would be a great conversation to share with friends or share with family and maybe even open up that opportunity to talk through some different expectations of this holiday season. Well, I can't wait for you to be back here with me next Monday morning.